welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Hey Stu. Hi Lorraine, we're back again. We are. We couldn't uh, We couldn't pass up the opportunity to, um, uh, well, use the balloons twice really, Stu, <laughs> for Conveyancing Matters' first birthday. And I rather like to think of us as being like the Queen. I like the idea we- that, well, two birthdays. So we, right, can okay. get, um, we can get two little birthday celebrations out of balloons and birthday banners. Um, given that, we've been doing Conveyancing Matters for a year, a whole big fat year, big which year. is extraordinary. I'll tell you what I don't want to do, and that's kind of get all of the, you know, uh, thumbnails of all of the pictures that we've of us across the year, because you will just be like hairy or not hairy, and I'm sure I'm just getting fatter which I'm not sure is necessarily going to be a good thing. Oh, that's not the case, surely. Yeah, no, it definitely is. All I've done is sit in my sit in my office. Um, but COVID um, situation, isn't it? Welcome um, to my world. Jeez, yeah, that's lovely. why I have to like sit like this so you can't see the lower half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Stu, we've had laptops resting on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've had some lovely guests on in the last year, and it's been really kind of them to uh, to support us as we've sort of you know kicked us off on the the conveyancing matters journey. So I thought it would be really nice for us to, um, you know, just to have a brief chat about the other lovely guests we've had. Um, and of course, our very first guest was the absolutely lovely, 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 lovely Duncan Samuel from Gazeel. And of course, we both know Gazeel quite well, don't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think, yeah, Duncan was our first ever guest, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. So he came on to talk about his proposition to the market um, with reservation agreements and upfront packs and, and all that jazz. So that was really insightful, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I actually think, you know, um, you know, the reservation agreement issue, you know, it's not going to go away. I mean, they're absolutely onto something in the sense that, you know, it was very much on the government agenda and then COVID hit. Um, And I know that they've, you know, they've been working really hard, um, particularly sort of getting into, uh, you know, getting into the agents, because clearly the whole point of the reservation agreement really is is for the seller and buyer to to enter into it as early as possible. Um, and what I have always liked about, um, you know, Gazeel's proposition is the idea that, you know, both parties are, are committed because, but neither of them have to put down thousands and thousands of pounds um, because essentially, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll buy an insurance product. But what that does is tie in the seller and the buyer, because I think the traditional reservation agreement view that just the buyer puts down a percentage of the price is... Um, that's never going to take off unless it's mandated. Exactly I can't right. see it. And I no. do think that's why Gazeel ahead of the game. And it was just yeah. lovely to talk to Duncan um, yeah. and to talk to him about that. Cause I think he's, you know, he's, uh, and you know, he's, he's often been ahead of the market really. Um, he was doing, um, you know, uh, prop tech led conveyancing before people were doing, you know, prop tech led conveyancing really. Very much so. But, uh, and are we, um, you know, do, do we think we're going to get to, is there going to be an actual, um, Estas do this year? Do we think we're going to get to go? Yeah, 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 certainly. Yeah, as far as I know, it's all still on. Oh, good. Is anyone going to invite me? Might have a spare place on our table. Excellent. Because um, I was going for a list hoping... of people. Yeah, I'm going for a list of people that might be worthy. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm expecting an invite, and uh, and I think uh, I'm pretty sure um, Gazeel will be going to that too. So it will be really I'd nice to do um, see people see people uh, in the flesh for a change but um and uh, and of course well we've already mentioned the lovely mike day in our earlier um yep. uh first birthday chat um but of course 
you know, Mike's interesting. You know, really, we mentioned it because of his man cave that you covet. But um, but of course, Mike's interesting because he's just been involved, sort of steeped in the agency and property market for, you know, for such a long time. Um, and he's a man that, you know, he knows a lot about the market, really, doesn't he, Stu? That's right. Yeah, I think he gave an insight in terms of uh, from an estate agent's perspective and, and, and the money laundering regulations that they have to abide by. Um, which I know I think there's a few firms have fallen foul of uh, in the last few weeks as well. So uh, it was a really interesting chat to see, you know, what state agents have to actually uh, do and comply with as, as well as ourselves. Yeah, well, I think it's also it's a side of the sort of property market that I think conveyancers and, and to some degree clients don't. Re- and I think, frank- frankly, I have to say a lot of estate agents don't realise the extent of the duties on estate agents as far as yeah. money laundering is concerned. I, I, I do I think was, everybody yeah. thinks money laundering is the property lawyer's problem. And actually, yeah. that's and maybe to a large extent it is because the buck stops with us because the money goes to our accounts. But, you know, there are other gatekeepers who should be doing their job. I, I was quite surprised at the level of. Um, due diligence that the estate agent has to go to. Mm. I, I thought it might just literally be collating a couple of bits of ID and, and, and that would be the case. Um, so I have to admit, yeah, I learned a bit that day because uh, it was far more uh, robust than I thought it would. I thought we would be the robust side of it and uh, the estate agents might simply be sort of data collected, but it's definitely a bit more than that. Yeah. I think the interesting thing is, though, Stu, and I certainly see this from my with my sort of locum hat on, <laughs> And I, I guess, you know, Mike's world is the same because obviously Mike, you know, a mainstay of what he does now is his training. And a lot of that is AML training, which I have to say, I think we said at the time would be, um, you know, extremely, uh, extremely useful for, for property lawyers to attend. He's, you know, his, 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 his training isn't just you know, agency focus, but I think lots of agents don't realise the extent of their duties and some of them will do it incredibly well. Um, and lots of them won't. But of course, you know, I see that to some degree on my side of the fence, because some firms are absolutely all over, you know, the money laundering source of funds and source of wealth. And a lot of them are just like, you know, yeah, all right. Don't. So it's a good qualification of of how serious somebody is in terms of being a buyer, isn't it, as well? Um, Yeah. So it must have a dual purpose from the estate agent's point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think so. And Sean, Sean Spalding. I loved Sean. I think he's changed jobs, actually, since we saw him. Oh, really? But, um, but what I loved about Sean was his um, his sort of embracing of, of technology to sort of assist, because he was obviously more on the, the accountancy side. And I suppose in many ways you can always see why. Yeah, you know, yeah. the tech would, would support the accountancy side. But I love the fact that he was so evangelical about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, it certainly knew his stuff, didn't it? Yeah, in a way that, frankly, you know, as we as we know, lots of property lawyers aren't. Um, so uh, I think we ought to, uh, you know, we ought to follow up with Sean and see, um, see what he's up to, really. Um, and, of course, Morris, lovely Morris Kilbride. I came across Morris on Twitter first, um, and I think sort of slightly only realised you know, what a following he had and, you know, what a what a guru he is sort of after the event and after I'd sort of, you know, burst and, and, and pushed myself into his Twitter feed, really. But I really, really do. Uh, you know, I love Morris a lot. I think he says a lot of, talks a lot of sense and talks a lot of football on Twitter. Yeah. Too. I know, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, apart from, you know, running... In many ways, what I think people might sort of see as a traditional agency, he, as in High Street. High Street, um, yeah. 
but you know he clearly does it incredibly well and of course he's so you know he's got his family involved and I think um you know that's a really big deal for him I think yeah yeah there's a lot of synergy there because we're a family-run practice here oh, and exactly. uh, of course yeah he was the same yeah is that in the uh, is that in the PCS legal uh, memorandum and articles of association Stu does every third employee have to have four strikers their surname I've definitely not not the dodgy surname like that no <laughs> They have to, the fewer the number of people with four stacks, the better. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And then, of course, we can't talk about our guests without uh, mentioning the inimitable and irrepressible. And uh, <laughs> frankly, I love him. I think I know who you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, I love him, Russell Quirk, because he's, um, I'm fascinated by Russell, because you've, because you've known of him for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I must have known of Russell sort of in and around Essex. Um, from his early days in the state agency to where he is now, must be 20 years, maybe more, 25 years possibly. Yeah. Um, so I can remember when he opened up Quirk Deacon Estate Agents in, in Basildon Town Centre and uh, all the uh, PR that went with it and business cards fluttering around just like the confetti and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All that kind of stuff. So I, I remember Russell's sort of grand entrance into the town and um, that probably sums Russell up, doesn't it? Grand entrance into whatever he does. Yeah, no, I think I think what's interesting about Russell, he's um they they fairly recently um uh you know rebranded the name to proper PR, which I really like because it's got that kind of property vibe. Yeah. Um and it's proper PR. And at the end of the day, you know, he's he's his own best advert, isn't he? Because he's yeah. very good. He's very, very good <laughs> at the PR. But yeah. also I think what's interesting about Russell is he's prepared to say, take on the all comers and say, Yeah, look, I did something and you know, it it wasn't it didn't go quite to plan, but also he does have you know uh, an extremely insightful sort of view on the property market. And frankly, I've got to say, from what I've seen, a lot of what is a lot of his analysis is you know pretty much bang on. I've got to say, it's yeah. I mean, look, you know, Russell, Russell can often be a bit marmite in people's opinions on him, um, but at the end of the day, you know, he's been there, done it, got the t-shirt, hasn't he? Whatever way you look at it, you know, he quite literally. Has got the T-shirt. I think he actually did have the T-shirt. He on did have the T-shirt. I I, and yeah. I'm not sure, actually, Stu. Do you remember? You might not remember this in a way that you know a woman of a certain age might. But did Russell's nipples appear on the t- in, uh, underneath the T-shirt? Did we get to see? Was it tight enough? You're quite right. That's the sort of thing a man wouldn't notice. Yeah, I think that is actually in conveyancing matters terms. Maybe that's the uh, the equivalent of the boys' man caves. <laughs> Maybe um, you know it's uh, it's Russell Quirk's nimples under his PR t-shirt. Yeah, sorry for Russell. Now he's only wearing his PR t-shirt, blimey. Well, he go and, and, and I noticed. I think he was flattered, <laughs> quite frankly, mate. But we actually, for um, uh, you know, for, for viewers who might be interested, we do we kept back um uh, another video of Russell um just um you know expressing opinions that we really couldn't put out without running the risk <laughs> of being sued. So we sort of did a bit of a, we've done a bit of a sort of, you know, comedy, you know, a comedy chat with with Russell and sort of we've bleeped out everything that we can't possibly, <laughs> um, we can't possibly, um, you know, publish. And, uh, and and maybe we should put that video out in the next couple of weeks too. What do you think? Most definitely. I think people would be interested to see what he's got to say for himself. I think they would. They could perhaps, we could perhaps have a fill in the blanks competition. Very you know, yeah, what, did, what did Russell say here? <laughs> 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 I like that idea. I've amused myself with that idea. I have all my best ideas when I'm not trying to have any. 
interesting. But, but, uh, whatever you say, Russell's an interesting character, isn't he? Whatever way you look at it, he's an interesting character. Yeah. He's got a wealth of knowledge within the industry, um, from the PR side of it through to, you know, an online estate agency, traditional estate agency. Um, you know, he's done a lot, hasn't he? Um, I think so, that's what's yeah. I think that's what's interesting about Russell because he actually does have the um, he has the sort of knowledge and the stats, uh, uh, you know, yeah. to to base some of you know to base everything on. So, uh, you know, he can actually sort of you know squash people with facts if he needs yeah, to, which yeah, I, which yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's still he's still doing it now. He's still working yeah. in the state agency now, and, and yeah. it's a totally different kind of model, probably a, a third variant of it. Also, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, no, I'd, I'd quite I'd like to get Russell back actually to um, well to see how proper PR is going and to get his sort of view on the market in the in the next twelve months because I think we yeah. now need Stu to start looking ahead really. Definitely. Um, definitely. I certainly want to get the uh, the lovely Hamber Hoban on Charlie Davidson. I love him. He's uh, he's a bright, lovely property lawyer and um, and he's got a great LinkedIn following and uh, and I uh, and I had a few drinks with him a few weeks ago when I was in London and that was lots of fun. So I really really like to uh, to get Charlie on. So hopefully he'll come and chat to us. And I say I'd definitely like to get uh, like to get Russell back. So, but maybe to sort of conclude our um, our birthday chat, Stu, um, let's finish on a positive. It's been the hardest year for conveyances that we have ever known. Yep. So, in the last twelve months since we've been on air. So, what do we think is the really, you know, what's a big positive to come out of the last twelve months? The positive is that we've got through it. Okay, yeah. we, we got through it. We're past the deadlines. We're not far off being past the 30th of September. And I think the biggest thing of all is we can start to look forward um, rather than look back and, and, and worry about you know what's happening. I think now the time is to look forward and hopefully firms have adopted different processes, um, a slicker way of working. And of course, you know, the biggest things come from the last few months is obviously conveyancing matters. Yeah, actually, I, I agree. I mean, I've done, you know, lots of really interesting work, started to work with some really, really, you know, lovely people. I'm very grateful for the fact that I'm freelance and I can do what I choose, albeit, you know, I work very hard to do it. Um, but I can honestly say that conveyancing matters for me is one of the best things to come out of the last 12 months. Um, I think we have found a voice and a, and a corner of the market that nobody else is in, which I think is interesting. And um, and I think the way that conveyances have reacted to us is yeah. has been extraordinary, really. Um, and it kind of, yeah, and you're, you've said this all along, but, you know, people have never really spoken up for and about conveyances from the perspective of doing it. You know, and I think that's the thing. We're You know, we can see the failings, but also we know how extraordinarily hard it is and, and I and if anybody has felt a bit supported by what we've done and kind of listened to us on a you know on a miserable Wednesday in the middle of furlough or in the middle of a 17 hour day and got a bit of got a bit of amusement or pleasure or information out of what we've said then for, to my mind that's a really good thing yeah so, I think uh, I think that there's not many people out there within our industry certainly that, that are prepared to stick up for what we do there are individual people individual firms that will look after their, their firm's interests but you know, we want to make it clear that this is uh, we're completely independent of, of, of any practice, you know, whether it be PCS or DAP law. We're doing this purely to have a voice or mm. to try and be the voice of, of conveyances. And if anybody ever sort of wanted us to discuss any particular subject matters, you know, we'd be, we'd be all ears to bringing those up. Um, we are a voice and it's about time, I think, with the, the amount of abuse that property lawyers have had, um, probably not just in the last 18 months, but before that as well. 
from various different areas of the industry, whether that be from state agents or, or, or whatever. I think uh, it's about time we, we sort of stood up and actually sold ourselves uh, and told everyone what a, what a difficult job we do and what a good job we do. And at the end of the day, we are protecting our clients' interests in mm. buying that property. We're not a barrier to buying it. You know, we're protecting yeah. them. I also think, I mean, I found this for a long time, actually, that um, for reasons best known to, you know, those that have this view, uh, and you're right about, you know, it's not just been the last 12 months. Conveyancing has often been seen as the sort of, you know, you know, the intellectually inferior legal job. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've experienced a lot of, frankly, nonsense and snobbery in law firms over the years about, you know, the property department. And the one thing I would remind people is that, um, you know, conveyance is, is extremely high risk, difficult work. It's very, very stressful work. Um, and the reason that most firms do it and continue to do it is because ours are the departments that get the fees in regularly and on time. You know, our average transaction might be only, you know, two to you know two to four months. We're a regular turnover of cash flow. And it's often the conveyancing fees at the end of month on a multidisciplinary firm, Stu, that pay the VAT bill and pay the salaries every month. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to remember. Um, and I certainly want to sort of, you know, I think we need to, you know, carry on beating that drum, I have to say. But hopefully also, you know, bringing some value and talking about other um, you know, points of interest to conveyances, I must say. So, um, so I think onwards and upwards for for conveyance in matters, Stu, and um, and the industry, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so, and uh, and maybe different uh, different balloons and different banners this time next year, mate. And cake, I must do cake right. next year. I'm Get really one delivered. <laughs> yeah, I'm really disappointed we didn't do cake. Oh. Anyway, love. Well, happy birthday. Yep, you too. And uh, I'll see you really soon. Big soon. Take care.